lucky to be joined in today's after party uh <laughs> lucky <laughs> <laughs> well the fucking balls dropped i guess mike schubert potterless podcast oh. i guess hello hello i just think that's a silly thing but yeah we're lucky to have this guy who like isn't involved in the dungeons and dragon world on our dungeons and dragons podcast but no i'm, I'm sorry you're just like in our audio collective with us so whatever hey <laughs> welcome to the party i'm happy to be here I'm all right now we're all gonna go around and give mike a passive aggressive hello <laughs> Uh, hi, Mike. I can't believe you chose that face today. <gasps> oh, no. Why would you roll those dice? Is that what you're wearing? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Brandon, you got something to Sorry, that was too sick. I uh, know. I'm just happy you're here. Welcome. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Oh, the, wor- I think, I the think worst burn of all. You're a wonderful already. human, and I appreciate you coming on our show. Yeah, I'm happy to be here at the after party. Yeah. So, Mike Schubert, mm-hmm. you're known for making extremely bad predictions. Oh, I'm the worst. Uh, in Harry Potter. Yes. You still think that Ludo Bagman is the big bad in the entire series? I'm just sorry. in the fourth book. I, I, I fell for it. Exactly. So poor. I fell for it. I thought, he, I thought so. I was so sure that he was a bad guy in Goblet of Fire. But... Fun fact, not. I genuinely don't... Who is that? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They cut him from the movie. He was that unimportant. Oof. So, Mike, uh, you're, where are you in uh, Join the Party so far? Uh, I'm at Pool Party 2. They just fought... Uh, you guys just fought off a giant... Yeah. Uh, where um, Johnny was separate from the rest of the crew. Fighting. Classic Johnny. <laughs> Classic <Yep>. Johnny. <laughs> and well, you didn't really like fight the giant. You just kind of like ran away because you realized you weren't going to. So I think that's the last episode. Johnny Classic. was doing some Classic good IRL me. boat skills. Yes. Good boat skills. Good boat things. Disengage and flee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm too old for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you some people uh, who you might know from okay. the party so far. Mm-hmm. And I want you to just give some predictions about what you think is going to happen to them. Okay. Uh, just like in the short term future and then we can make some uh, big predictions about how you think this entire story is going to go. Okay. Alright, so uh, let's start with our good friend Johnny B. Uh, what do you think is going to happen to Johnny for the uh, in the rest of this show? Let's see. I think he is going to become more I don't want to say like more sappy but like less guarded and more like like he already kind of has that with Tracy and I think that by the end of it more so towards Inara and Alonzo and I guess anyone else that joins the team I know he's trying to seed the relationship with Oatcake which <laughs> isn't working so far um, but I would say by the end he becomes less like you know full of himself and more you know family oriented like embracing the true dadness of his dad mode in terms of like you know these are my kids in quotation marks and yeah. I'm taking care of them. So I just think more wholesome by that the end. Very funny because I had a hundred bucks that you'd become a curmudgeon and tell me to get off your oh. lawn. <laughs> this is warming my heart. Um, what about Anara? You know, Anara, our little uh, teen assassin. Yeah. Uh, how do you think her assassinness is going to go? I think it's going to go really well. I still don't know what those like space marbles are, but I think those will do something super cool. But I think Anara has been doing a good job of like being excited about the new things that she learns and trying earnestly to use the new abilities to 
her like I, I don't want to say to the best of her ability but I can't think of anything else um, but like using like the, the shadow technique that she has where she can go like shadow to shadow and like trying to use that right away like she got that ability and then like the next fight was like I want to try this thing so I think the fact that Inara is always trying to better herself in that regard I think it's going to happen and she's totally going to date Captain Alex that's going to happen and I'm super stoked about it or at prediction. least that's my prediction you heard it here first listeners there are a lot of uh, <laughs> approving nods when happening around the table yeah, <laughs> around yeah, the yeah, table. yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about Tracy? What about a little robot friend? Oh my gosh, Tracy, so good. I just want the world for Tracy. <laughs> I was telling Brandon this, but it was, uh, it's when, it's Alonzo's giving that first speech and uh, somebody calls Tracy, what do they, they call her, Tracer instead. And then there's like a couple <laughs> second pause and then you just hear, it's Tracy! <laughs> I died laughing when I was listening to it. Um, no, I think, I think Tracy will get more of a hold on the rage button situation so that it is less like, let me, you know, destroy Greg's leg and make everyone be like, oh, shit. Uh, and then more of, you know, using it when you need to have high energy or do whatever needs to go down and less of less of like an uncontrollable rage and more of like a kick it into overdrive like you're playing Guitar Hero and you tilt the guitar up. Yeah. Like it'll turn Ooh, into so <laughs> it'll turn into that and less of like a, you know, just a fuck shit up button. Hey, Eric, when instead of a, a switch, can I just have that on my back now? <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, what about uh, Tracy's background? Do you think that there are any other Warforged in the world? I think so. There's got to be. I mean, I don't know if this is just me not knowing a whole lot about Dungeons and Dragons, but I don't really know what a Warforged means. Uh, it's basically just like the fantasy equivalent of a robot. Okay. It's like very much like a combination between mechanics and magic. Okay. Definitely a, more of a steampunky look, though. Yeah. It's it's like wood and metal. Imagine what you imagine an elf, mm -hmm. but just like sort of more robot-y. Yeah. Like there, there are things that they're beings. Is it like a lobster situation where they don't die unless they're actively killed? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is uh, that so why if you eat a lot of lobsters, you live longer? Yes. A and that's why it's so expensive. And that, exactly. That makes because sense. And why people from Maine live for so long. Mm -hmm. Yep. What do you think Alonzo and Greg will do for their first anniversary? Oh, God. Uh, I, I'm on team Tracy where just fuck Greg. That guy sucks. I don't <laughs> like Greg at all. <laughs> uh, like when it was like, oh, no, we feel bad. We, we chopped up Greg's like I was like, no, chop up all parts of Greg. Um, Ooh, I know, but I no, I'm sure Greg is fine. I don't like him. Um, but that's, <laughs> I think it was, was you guys touched on an after party. Like the fact that uh, Eric has created a character that you guys like don't necessarily like that much is good. Yeah. As far as for their first anniversary. Oh, man. Man. I could see them trying like <laughs> I could see them just trying to like run back like what was supposed to be like the first week of their marriage without all of the <laughs> shit in the van. Like let's just like try running this back again. But yeah, I mean I'm sure Greg will will chill down and uh, Alonzo will become less like I don't know what the word is. Like aloof maybe. Uh but I'm I'm sure that after a year they'll be a little a little more settled and they can have like a normal like I could see them just having like a very normal person vacation for once like let's just do something like let's just go let's to go Hawaii like let's yeah. just do let's go to Disney World like let's do something that basic things happen because we've had so much entertainment in quotation marks of late I appreciate that you have a very similar reaction to I think most of us in the room did especially then I still have my issues with Greg I, mm -hmm. I'm fairly certain Brandon has Tracy like likes him a little more whatever mm -hmm. Greg oh no Oh, not all. there. <laughs> so, but but it, it's it's very, also very telling where you are in the story because the audience loves Alonzo and Greg, mm -hmm. and I'm excited to hear how. And I want you to let us know if and when your opinion on Greg changes. Okay, because yeah. as goes, Mike 
Schubert goes the country. I don't know. That this was a weird. That, you know that famous saying. Yeah, that famous saying. So go we all. Uh, yeah. How how do you feel about Alonzo? In general, how do you feel? I think in general, I like him. I feel like some problems could be avoided if, if like things were explained more, or like if I feel like a lot of the things we did our jobs better. You mean uh, not not you guys? I feel like Alonzo's at fault a lot. So I think it's one of those like, oh, this could. It's it's like it's almost like you're watching like Seinfeld sometimes, where you're like, oh, this all could have been avoided if like they just did this one thing. (laughs) But then it's like that's what makes it fun is that all these other things happen. So I like Alonzo. Uh, He's definitely very lovable. I think that he makes some silly choices from time to time, but uh, yeah, he's a good dude. I think it's a really good point. I personally relate a lot to that kind of trait of Alonzo's, which is to sort of clam up and run away and try to take care of problems on your own instead of like being messy in front of someone else or asking someone else for help or just Mm -hmm. being unresolved or needy, you know? So it is frustrating as a player because we are the people (laughs) there explicitly to help him. And especially at the kind of point of the story where where you are, he's done nothing except for try to uh, resist our help and make our lives more complicated because of just the way he deals with problems. And I'm sure he'll stop doing that any second I'm sure it's a thing that you (laughs) easily grow out of. I'm so sure where you're at right now. The next episodes, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. the next few episodes, certainly he (laughs) totally changes. Everyone everyone is just really kind to Alonzo. And we always remember (laughs) You always remember where he is. Okay, I have one final big prediction. Uh, what is going on with the stars, bud? Oh, right. The stars where they keep blinking out, right? So I want to make sure I'm correct, but so far the – is there a number of stars that are up there, or we just know that two of them, at least where I'm there, at, have blinked out? There were five. Okay. And I guess where you are, there, two are, have been gone. Yeah, and both have blinked out after Alonzo has used the necklace to yes, do Yes, the medallion, yep. Yeah, so – uh, I mean, the obvious correlation is that it's like two star, two necklace thing. So it's like a limited amount of times that the necklace can be used, I guess. Which because like if you could just if you could just use that necklace infinite times, it would be broken and it would be lame because then you just do it all the time. And then it's like, oh, wow, like all our problems are solved. So maybe it's like I don't know. I don't know what the stars are. I don't know. It's it's one of the things where like it's Dungeons and Dragons. It could be anything. <laughs> so I guess like my thought is just like the stars show that there's like a limited amount of times that the necklace can be used. So maybe there is a situation where it's like I don't know if they learn this or they figure it out or whatever. But you get to a point where like there is only one star left, and then there's like a point where they could use it, but then maybe they choose not to use it because mm. they're like, what if there's a better situation? It's kind of like if you're ever playing a. Uh, pandemic the board game yeah, uh, yeah and then you have like one of those uh unrationed event cards which is like really good and you're like we could use it here but what if there's like a time where it's like better to use it and there's yeah. this big uh so i could see that happening with the necklace i don't know maybe there's some sort of like other plane or like god's situation where like a spirit is literally like channeling itself into the necklace and there's only like five of them or something mm-hmm. um so yeah i guess my thing is like it's limited. We'll find out that it's limited, and then it makes them have to be more thoughtful about when and when not to use it, rather than just like when when Alonso gets freaked out, it just goes off. Like trying to actually channel it to use it at an important time. So, really, what you're saying is you're finding some fault in those stars. Oh, oh, Jesus, gross. I Goodness have been sitting gracious. on that oh, the wow. entire time. <laughs> wow, my heart was fluttering, waiting to do that. <laughs> oh goodness, oofa doofa. <laughs> Uh, so I want to know a little bit more about your, correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you haven't actually played Dungeons and Dragons Never, before? I've never, I have never played. 
which is shocking. Like I should have as a kid. I like my group of friends in high school, like we were big old nerds. Um, we just did like other nerdy stuff. We didn't like me and my one friend were super into playing like rock band a lot. Uh, <laughs> like we were like globally ranked. We played way too much. Wait, uh, seriously? Wow. Yeah. What was your global rank? So it was in rock band one. We were 300 on PlayStation. Oh my God. Uh, because it was basically, it was me and my buddy Nate. He was very, very good at guitar. I was very, very good at the drums because I play the real drums and it translates pretty well. And it was just the two of us, the two man band we called it knights of the kitchen table our logo was like a crest with four kitchen appliances in a in like which, a, which appliances a oven a blender a fridge and a toaster good choices, um, good choices. And, that's all you need and then uh we had that and yeah basically we were just like every day in the summer we would like do something outside during the day and then at night like we just hang out in my house and play rock band and when you just do that every single day for a summer and neither of you have significant others and just hang out with each other all the time eventually you know you get to be 300 in the world the only problem i find with that is that you spent time outside that, that's really <laughs> like know, why you didn't play DD was you mm. spent much too much time outside <laughs> but yeah so i never played DD. i'm trying to think of my first introduction to it i feel like it was really when join the party was starting and amanda was like oh yeah we're gonna have this like other podcast that you know me and my friends are gonna make i'll join the party and blah blah blah, blah. and i was like oh yeah dungeons and dragons because it took me a while before i even started listening to the adventure zone mm-hmm. um, oh yeah we had to convince you to do that. I know. You had to convince me hard at PodCon. Eric and I had this great conversation where we realized we didn't listen to each other's podcasts. Which <laughs> 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 was good because we're always supporting it. So I was like, okay. So then I started listening to Join the Party in the Adventure Zone. And then I just got sucked into the Adventure Zone and just like freaking plowed through it. Like listening to a bunch of episodes a day on like 1.3 to 1.5 times so I could get through fast. Monster. Um, <laughs> yeah, live texting us the whole time, which was oh, extremely was so, enjoyable. Yeah, it was it was fun. So that's my only experience to it. I've never actually played it. I guess the closest I've gotten is like playing some like I really do like board games that make you think and work a lot, but I've never played like a full fledged RPG like this. One of my buddies, Alex, actually like owns his own board game company and he has some RPG style games that I've played with him but never like legitimately like roll to underscore like nothing Yo. nothing of that manner when you play those games do you RP at all role play at all yes like you fully become the character yeah, yeah. and because I do a lot of improv comedy um, mm-hmm. and my buddy who has this board game company is one of my improv friends in Seattle so we'll just have parties with like all of the people that do improv and then play some sort of role playing game so it's very easy to like be in character and stuff and it's so weird to me that like I'm a big nerd and I love improv and board games and I've never played Dungeons and Dragons like something and I did something wrong coming from that angle of like never having played and going into the straight from podcasts how do you feel about D&D what's your interpretation of it is it something you're now interested in like how does this how does this world now translate into your existing nerddom you know what I mean yeah I think it is very interesting and I think it's something that like I feel like almost D&D has like a bad rap because I guess like when I had heard of it. It's devil worshipping. <laughs> yeah, definitely that. No, just like when I was when I was younger and like heard about it to me, it was like, oh, that's like that super duper nerdy game where, you know, you roll dice and stuff. I didn't understand the storytelling element to it. And if when I was younger, it was framed to me as like, no, 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 it's basically like creating a story with your friends and you have to roll dice to keep it going. If it, it like, I guess my perception of it was the flip was that it was like mostly dice rolling and like fighting with warlocks and, and you know, elves and stuff, which never appealed to me, hence not reading Harry Potter or watching Lord of the Rings or all that kind of stuff. But if someone flipped it and was like, A, it doesn't necessarily have to be that and B, it's more of like storytelling with a hint of dice rolling, then I would have been way more on board. So now that I guess I've seen it like my introduction to it is through podcasting where obviously it's storytelling is the main 
emphasis behind it, then I think that kind of opened my eyes to it to be like, oh, wow, like you can take something that is traditionally like like very nerdy and hardcore and supposed to be really like difficult or whatever, but it's just like fun to listen to. I think you can listen to Join the Party, you can listen to the Avengers and you can listen to all these other Dungeons and Dragons podcasts and know nothing about D&D and have no interest at all in D&D, but still be like, oh wow, that was super fun to listen to. Like at the end of the day, you're just making a fun story with your friends. And if it was marketed to me as that earlier, I totally would have done this when I was like in high school or whatever. I think that's one of the advantages that like RPG uh, related board games or board games that you RP like have is that you get that almost the fun and best parts of D&D, which mm-hmm. is like the telling the story and role playing and really into it, but with different mechanics. Mm-hmm. And so the, that that's like a good introduction to it. So I think that's good that you're doing that. It's one of the suggestions we give a lot to people who haven't played D&D, don't necessarily have a good way to play it. It's just so easy to just grab some friends or go to a game shop and play a just a board game that has those elements and you're getting the taste of it and then you you know you'll want more you'll want actually you'll want to play D&D or any of the games because it doesn't have to be you know you don't want to be warlocks and elves fighting even though you're mm-hmm. describing during the party there <laughs> literally uh, <laughs> it could be anything else it could be a Harry Potter one which I think mm-hmm. is a question we do want to ask is like now that you've listened to some D&D uh-huh. podcasts Pitch us your Harry Potter role-playing game. So let's see, Harry Potter role-playing. So obviously you're going to be a kid at the school. You've got some sort of like personality stats that you would roll for, and then based on your rolls, will put you in a house, kind of like good. automatically. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Um, so mm-hmm. I guess if you want to do Can like the do four that? houses, you could do like bravery, intelligence, loyalty, and then racism, racism. for, sil- for, for Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> I guess ambition, but yeah, racism. Uh, so you roll those four based on the rolls you get your house, and then I guess from that maybe you could. I don't know how much rolling goes into character creation, but I guess you'd probably want to figure out like what either type of magic you're good at um, and or you can I guess choose your class or whatever um, and then from that point you just kind of would have to go through the school and then at that point it's like DMs reign to do whatever the story is and stuff but like obviously you'd have some good ugh, Quidditch stuff uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then no, it's know. exploding chess all the way it's the best, uh, <laughs> the best wizarding sport for audio oh, yeah uh, or yeah, or exploding snaps. Exploding snap. And then wizard yes. chess. Yes. Um, so you could do that. But like, no, I could you see, cross them over. Ooh, exploding chess. I like it. But no, you could do like, I could see it being where you try to, certain spells are harder and then you have to get a better roll for it to work. Like, especially if you're doing one of the nonverbal spells, like you have to do a better roll, otherwise it won't work. Like whatever that thing Dolohov does in mm-hmm. the fifth book where he like draws the X but doesn't yeah. say anything and then Hermione's oh, yeah. in the hospital for a week. Yeah. Like you could do stuff like that. So you're actually giving structure to the magic in Harry Potter, which J.K. Rowling didn't do. You know, for someone who was put on the spot, that I really liked yeah. uh, that, uh, that that like this this idea, especially so the tune rolling into the... season two of Joys and Party, where it's just Potterless and join the oh party and join the, the Potterless. Join the Potterless. <laughs> and we play Harry Harry Potter RPG and that's season two. Fun. I actually really like And you're like DMing, the... so I hope you... Oh, no. oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, you my God. What? You guys are so... playing basketball instead of Quidditch. Wow. <laughs> well, here's the thing with Quidditch is that we can make all these rolls and then you're just like, nah, you, you caught the snitch. It's all <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Quidditch would be funny. It would just like have one person. Each one is their Roll own. Roll a D100. That's it's... how many points you won by because the, <laughs> the snitch solves all. I feel like Doesn't we matter. actually we just hide a dice in the room somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> find oh, the Alfie Komen, but it's And you dice. find it, then you win. What would your threat be? <sighs> There's like, there turns out to be like an evil shopkeeper at Hogsmeade. Ooh. And like everyone, everyone thinks it's the guy at, what is it, Borgen and... 
Burks yes. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So everyone like thinks that that's the one where like Ron always blaming Snape. Ron yeah, can yeah. blame them. But then it turns out it's like the Zonko's Madam people. Puttyfoot. <gasps> yeah, ah! it's like Puttyfoot or like Zonko's. They're like mad at Fred and George for having a better store yeah. at them in Diagon Alley. And like Fred and George are trying to buy out Zonko's or something. I like uh, it. So yeah, Trade I can see that. Because like Hogsmeade is cool, but I feel like I want to learn more about it and stuff. Like I just realized in the sixth book now that it's like within walking distance of Hogwarts. Yeah. I thought they had to take some sort of transportation there. Yeah, they I just did walk too. There. I had that same thought when I was reading them. Uh, yeah, I was. Re- I, I imagined that it was like they take a train or something because it always feels like a field trip when they're going. So right. I was like, oh, they're going right. to get on some sort of mode of transportation and go. But then the when they're coming back and then Katie Bell gets mm-hmm. possessed or whatever, they're like, oh, they were they were outside the gates. I was like, oh, they never got on anything. Looks like they walked. So I would like yeah. to learn more about how It's interesting because it's like I, I would assume in a Harry Potter RPG that like the threat and the solution are all kind of self-contained within the castle because mm-hmm. that's often how we experience of books, but in fact, there's this like kind of outside, unpredictable zone, mm-hmm. right? Where like, people can operate in Hogsmeade, people can like do magics that are prohibited in Hogwarts. Dementors mm-hmm. can be in, you know, what, yeah. whatever. Um, so I think it's pretty cool. Like I wouldn't necessarily expect that some element that ends up being really integral to the plot of a Hogwarts RPG ends up coming from Hogsmeade. Like yeah. that's cool. Mm-hmm. It could be fun. I have one last question. Okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're playing Dungeons and Dragons. You're making your character. Mm-hmm. Do you choose the wizard class? <laughs> oh, man, probably not. Just because I think, uh, what is, is it, uh, is it Rogue? Rogue sounds super fun. Uh, You'd definitely I, be like a stabby fighter or something who at the end, after executing a kill, is just like, wizard on. Yeah, I would want to be, whatever could let me like make douchey, like snappy remarks after I did something, I would want to be that. Because like Spider-Man Let me tell was, you, you could be you do could, that with 80 yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's all of them. It's all of them. Amanda, could you show him the sneak attack chart? Oh, yeah. Just so uh, that he sees, like, is this Rogue rogues? is great, but uh, you have to deal with, Unlike like, me, you should research the class you're choosing before you choose okay. it. Because rogues, like, their best thing is sneak attack. Okay. And this is the <laughs> oh, logic wow. that you need this... in order to figure out if a thing is a sneak attack or not. Uh, I'll describe this to the people listening and not watching. We're going to have to post this. I'm going to post it. Yeah. Like a flow it. chart. And you know how flow charts suck? Um, <laughs> you have one. So, <laughs> exactly not that. great. But there's lots of, like, if this, yes, no, then do that. But then there's been a tiny little, I believe, oat cake drawn in marker on yeah. the side. We, so, uh, it makes we it better. We annotate books for our party oh, favor level awesome. patrons. So, I practiced my oat cake drawing before I drew it because I wanted to make sure it was perfect. That's beautiful. I've started annotating my my sixth book of Harry Potter as well. And someone made a great post about it, which I didn't realize was I said it in the podcast before I started reading it. I was like, oh, I've specifically bought the sixth book so that I can write stuff in the margins. Mm-hmm. And then later on in the sixth book, Harry gets the Half-Blood Prince's copy of that potion yeah. book where he writes yeah. in the margins. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Yo. someone in the Farthest Facebook group was like, isn't it so perfect that Mike did this without knowing? I was like, ah. Or so you I like knew the annotating. whole time and this is just a lot. Wouldn't that be the biggest ruse ever if I've like read Harry Potter and known everything and then Very I was just impressive. like, I know what'll be marketable. <laughs> Wouldn't it be a, the biggest ruse if you said this on this show and then it's actually still true? Oh. You're a genius. I mean, it's a script. <laughs> and then podcast. you're Voldemort. Ah, oh, plot twist. This nose is fake. Oh. <laughs> Potterless has been the greatest audio drama of all time. Oh my gosh. That'd be terrifying. Should we just go around the table and say how much we love Shoops? No, don't, please. <laughs> a lot. Okay. Meh. Yeah. Shubes, I love you as much as the sorting hat is old and snarky. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a very snarky hat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) An old ass hat, too. Shubes, I know we officially only met yesterday, Mm -hmm. but I have lots of love for you. Same. 
Same, same, same. If I were to play a Harry Potter RPG, I would play as a sorting hat. 100%. Good. 100%. Just, you, you'd get to basically warn everyone via song about what's going to happen, and then everyone would be like, oh, the hat. He's a bard. <laughs> this is it. We're doing this. <gasps> oh, yep. wait. There's, there's a very obvious question we need to ask you. Mm-hmm. What are our characters and some of the NPCs you've met? Where are they in Hogwarts? Are they part oh, of yeah. Can you they sort our sort characters? Us okay. Or put us as professors or whatever you want. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, Tracy's a Hufflepuff. Easily. Um, Living that Hufflepuff Johnny's life. a Slytherin. Oh, no. You're, you're just so like. Racist. Oh. No. <laughs> not for the bad ones. Oh, you're one of those no. good Slytherins that we don't there's, talk about in the books. There's <laughs> um, Let's oh, see. I, wa- I would say Anara would be a Gryffindor. Just yeah. wanting to be really? super brave. Yeah, I just think like gr- there's always He's that running theory too. that like. Yeah. <laughs> He's at pool party too. Oh, right. You haven't gotten so, to that part. Yeah, yeah, I haven't gotten to anything else. But there is the thing that like all Gryffindors are people that like want to be in Gryffindor. And I think for Anara, she would just be like, oh, this is the one I want to be in. They're the really brave people. I want to be brave. And then you kind of get self-sorted into that. And then uh, I don't, I'm trying to think of like other minor characters. Greg, Alonzo, Stoneface. Yeah, Stoneface. I feel like, I feel like Stoneface would be in Hufflepuff so he could be near the kitchen. Yes. uh, So he can get on the sweet snacks. Um, I don't know about Greg. I don't. I don't think I know enough about him to make a judgment call. He's in that other school. It's not Hogwarts. Oh yeah, really he's shitty. in like oh, Ilvermorny in America, or he's in like Durmstrang or that's something. One, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna vote Ravenclaw for Greg. I think. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was gonna lean towards. And then Alonzo. I feel like Alonzo could be. He could be a lot. Because it's hard to pick like one. I want to say Hufflepuff, but he, he, I think he internalizes too much, which makes me want to maybe put him in like, maybe he's like a struggling Gryffindor, like a Neville situation where it's like, mm. he's got the potential to, you know, like he is the champion. He's got the potential to do so much, but like he has to like find himself a little bit more first. So I could see him as like a Neville-esque Gryffindor where it's like for the first couple years, you're like, why is this guy in Gryffindor? And then eventually you're like, oh, that's why this guy's in Gryffindor. So Eric that would is, be my pick. I think is I really he going like to get really hot later? <laughs> He's already super hot. You <laughs> just haven't noticed. <laughs> All right. He needs to take off his glasses and put down his hair. <laughs> I'm going to want you to give an updated answer once you get further. Oh, Especially yeah. with Johnny because I'm very upset. Oh, no. Guys. I mean, uh, it's like. No, it's... no. You said it. Don't, no justifying it now. I'm very okay. upset. See, yeah, Fish was hoping you'd be like, Johnny's a professor and he's the best That's professor the in answer. school. That's and that's everyone the loves correct him. Answer. Johnny's Dumbledore. Oh. No, Johnny's not Dumbledore. He's just that like uh, Professor Flitwick. Ooh, oh yeah, okay. just like doesn't give a shit, just teaches this yeah. stuff. Yeah, it does and it's just dance. like doing weird illusion stuff. That's yeah. how I've always Good been. Mustache. Johnny is moaning Myrtle. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> wow, that is scorching. <laughs> scorching. Johnny, take. Johnny is nearly headless Nick, just like floating oh, around wow. telling just stories. Like, Check out my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, Shubes, thank you so much for joining our after party and for listening to join the party hey. and for being a part of Multitude. Well, thanks for having me and thanks for making the podcast. It is truly enjoyable and everyone listening, thanks for listening along. This is a fun little time. I'm glad I got to do this. Happy yeah. to be here. Yeah. Alrighty, that will do it for our after party. We would love to hear what questions you have for the next time. You can find us at jointhepartypod.com slash contact or email us directly. Hello at jointhepartypod.com. You can also hit us up on any social media platform. We are on all of them all day long. We're at Join the Party Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, all the places you could possibly want to talk to us. And we hang out all day long. Not going to lie, it really is all day long in our Discord for our patrons. We are so grateful for your support, those of you who are supporting us already. And if you're able to join, we'd really love that.
A great non-money way to support us is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone or if you have iTunes installed on your computer, any kind of computer, you can leave us a review. Just find Join the Party Pod in the podcast section of the iTunes store. Give us a nice rating. Say something sweet. Tell us what your favorite NPC is. That really does help us to find new listeners. So we very much appreciate it. I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Undying Light be with you. See you later. Thank <laughs> you.